It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, we are back. Super Coach 2017 is finally upon us. I am. Paulie G, Paul Krasadka with you for a brand new season. The prices are in. We've done a bit of research over the past week or so. We're going to give you a little bit of lowdown as what we've stands out to us initially. We've got the nines on this weekend. Always such a critical week for Supercoach. So the teams don't like it. The CEOs and talking against it. Phil Gould hates it, apparently. But we love it, the nines, because we get a lot of crucial information about uh, what's going to happen in the Supercoach year. We've got Ryan MS with us, as always. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Very good. Yourself? Very good. How was your uh, off-season? Yes, excellent. Filled with um, beer and not much else. (laughs) Beer and a bit of BBL, perhaps. (laughs) Peter Henscombe, also back with us. How are you, mate? Yeah, very, really good. Thanks, Paul. Um, Yeah, it was a interesting summer of cricket so i enjoyed i enjoyed uh enjoyed the cricket in the summer it wasn't that exciting we'll keep an eye on the india series but look i'm very much forward to this new rugby league season yeah i tell you what i can't wait for the season to start and the weather to cool down that is for sure <laughs> get some footy weather happening it's a bit hot um one of the guys still on holidays is uh andrew uh muldog mullinaroli so Hopefully we'll be back with us from next week. We start our season previews next week. With um, We'll do four teams each podcast and, and go through over the next month. We might even do a double episode at, at one point, uh, one of the weeks there, just to just to make sure we get you all 16 teams uh, previewed. Um, today it's more about nines. It's more about what stood out to us, and it's more about your tweets. We've got a host of tweets to get to, so you know, we may as well get stuck into it all, starting with the nines and looking at some of those standout um, players. The Broncos are a team that, you know, generally have show some flair in the uh, in the nines. The biggest probably guy we want to know about hasn't been named, Jai Arrow. Jaden Sewer is there. Uh, Jonas Pearson um, could be an interesting one to watch. Obviously, the whole thing with Benji Marshall's, you know, probably not Related to picking him super coach wise, but how he fits in could could impact on other players, most notably Anthony Milford. Um, Darius Boyd is an interesting price this year, so there's some some interesting options there. And I guess the, the guy that never ending lives, Ryan James Roberts, as well picked for for the Nines. <laughs> That's right. He's um he's very fortunate. He's a great player. The Raiders, uh, once again, Zach Santo, um, you know, his name's going to come up in dispatches. He's been picked there. Um, you've got Austin and, and Caesar, of course. Luke Bateman, a guy who could be of some interest to your Supercoach lineup, but basically, Pete, a bunch of, of very um, not that well-known players and probably, probably not going to gain too much out of what they do in the Nines. No, you wouldn't think so, would you? That, as you said, it, it really, apart from the, the halves there, Austin and, and Caesar, um, yeah, pretty much um, a, a very inexperienced lineup. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I'd like to see how Austin goes 
as he, while he had a good season last year, was had a few injuries compared to his previous year. So I'd be interested to see how he how he goes in the lines of his running freely and, and looking good for a big season. It was interesting with the Raiders last year. I mean, they threw the ball around a bit. They got Lailua and, and um, Rapana involved quite regularly. Austin, who has shown, you know, he can put up good points super coach wise but just didn't happen for him last year. Therefore, the price has dropped this year. You probably can't trust him yet. I mean, we want to... I think the way Ricky Stewart structures, you know, his, his game plans and his attack... It's just not as conducive for Austin to get those big super coach points, but the nines um, will give us a bit better sort of idea on that as far as he's concerned. Um, the Bulldogs, Brad Abbey, uh, we talked about a bit last year, you know, never got an opportunity. He's going to be a, a decent price again um, this year. Kerrit Holland's there, but probably out of the price range at, at the moment. Um, yeah, probably... We'll look at guys like Ramus Smith, um, Tyrone Phillips. You know, maybe they'll they'll show something. The Sharks have gone in with quite a uh, a full not a full strength team, but you know, quite a few uh, bigger names. I think Ryan Kurt Cape will be the interesting one. You know, getting that opportunity late on last year. If he gets a bit of game time, he's pretty pretty decent price. Um, it could be someone worth yeah. considering. Look, I think so. Look, there is, they do have a good back row, clearly, uh, but there's also there's always uh, bench spots bench spots opening up. Um, so I think he would definitely be in the mix um, come you know the, the opening rounds just to see what happens because uh, he shows showed some promise throughout the throughout the season. The Titans have got a lot of interesting names there: Tyler Cornish. Uh, Kane Elgy's back. He's quite a decent price after missing the, a year. Um, you've also got Daniel Vito. <laughs> That's another interesting one. John Olive there. But I guess, Pete, all eyes will be on Jared Hayne. It sure will be. He's a bit of a, you know, considering the man's talents, I know we didn't really see the best of him last year after coming back from American football. Um, there's a glimpses of it. But, um, yeah, he's a bit of a bargain uh, super coach wise really this year I think he's he's likely to be owned by an awful lot of people um, yeah I think that uh, he, he's he'll certainly be worth watching there's talk about him the Titans were concerned about his fitness so they got him, got him fit and raring to go and it's great they're playing him in the nines and he'll bring in another couple of thousand people through there so yeah he'd be one to watch as well the, the perennial uh, super coach favourite Ryan James uh, also yeah you might talk a bit more about both Hayne and James a bit later in the show in regards to, you know, whether they're good players to, to pick up. The Seagulls, um, a lot of uh, off-siege and, you know, per- purchasing and some interesting names from a Supercoach perspective. A couple they've kept as well, like Aiden Fanua Blake being picked for the Nines. You've got Curtis Sirinan coming over. Uh, Akiyu Uate, who's had some success in the past, Supercoach-wise. Even Cameron Cullen impressed on the Gold Coast in his few opportunities last year. Uh, the big one for me is um, Brian Kelly. Uh, five tries in, uh, in you know, one of those Australian under-rep under games. He has that ability. He could really turn it on. He was up on the Gold Coast with John Olive. They were teammates in the under-19s. Olive was on a considerable amount more than Kelly. So Kelly decided that said he'd had enough. And, you know, maybe questionable how he went about it but now he's ended up at Manly and I mean they're a team that 
you know they're they're, re, they're rebuilding. Their outside backs are in a bit of disarray. He could be a guy that really hits the ground running and, and bargain basement price. I'm so keen to see what he can do in the nines. Realistically, at this point, every Supercoach lineup should have him in there on your bench. Um, that's the exciting one. The Storm, uh, Josh Shadow Carr. We're going to be looking at him, um, you know, with, with great interest. Probably a pricing a little bit high. But again, if we if we like what we see from the Nines, like we did last year, that's where we first got a glimpse of him. Um, he's going to be hard to keep out. Um, other guys there, Nelson Asafa Solomon is playing. That's going to always be of interest, as is Cameron Munster. Whether uh, Ryan, you're looking at a guy like Munster at a high price, but as one of one of your keepers, um, we don't really know how Slater's going to fit in yet. And Munster was outstanding last year. Oh, look, absolutely he was. And I would, yeah, I would say if Billy does end up making a comeback and playing fullback, uh, Munster will go to the centres, which will probably downgrade his points. But still, um, everyone's seen what Cameron Munster's all about um, through 2016. So he'd be hard-pressed to leave him out. Um, if you, if he's a, if he's an option for you, then, yeah, he, he's definitely got the... You've seen what he can offer. Dual position player, you know, that's, that's important as well. Exactly. Um, the Knights, well, we don't like the Knights. The Super Catch professionals are off the Knights at the moment um, after last year, but obviously they're going to have a lot of cheaper names. Guys like Brock Lamb, uh, Corey Dines, Jalen Feeney, you know, these guys, Danny Levi, they, um, they're all being picked for the Knights. Um, It'll be interesting to see how some of these guys go. Mitch Barnett's there as well, and Jamie Bureau. They're probably a bit too expensive. but uh, And, of course, Nathan Ross. We all loved Nathan Ross last year. Uh, the Cowboys will be interesting. They've made a few changes to their forward pack, and, and you look at the team they've picked for the nines, pretty, uh, it'll be pretty competitive. Um, Gavin Cooper's the, the captain. Guys like Kyle Felt, Gideon Geller-Mosby, Caelan Ponga. Javid Bowen, and you look at the forwards, guys like Cohen Hess, John Asiata, we'll really be watching closely. Even Ben Hampton, who we, you know, we, we're not quite sure where he'll fit in. Um, we know that the coach Paul Green liked that Rory Cost-Jason type role, and um, it will be very interesting, Pete. A lot of names worth keeping an eye on there in the Cowboys. Absolutely. Um, if you remember at the beginning of this this time last year, the Cowboys had you know, big raps on Cohen Hess. It took him because, you know, they won the Premiership 2015. It took him a, him a long time to break into the team. But now it's the departure of James Tamu and, to a lesser extent, Cost Jason. Hess will get more game time. He, he really went bananas, didn't he, late in the year in the final series. He did. Big super coach points, you know, Absolutely. getting over the trial line. Um, we'll talk about yeah, him game against in a bit. He's good. All right, moving on to the Eels now. Um, Nathan Brown, a lot of people are going to be interested to see how he goes. Nine's probably not his big game, but he's been picked anyway. We'll have a look. George Jennings coming over from Penrith. That'll be interesting. A few other names there. We saw Bevan French break through in the Nines last year, so he's back for more. Clint Gutherson was outstanding for Parramatta last year. Um, Jamal Fogarty, that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on as well. Um, in regards to the Panthers... Well, they've been very vocal against the Nines, so it's going to be hard to see how seriously they're going to take it. Nathan Cleary is there, but 
some of their younger players, maybe Walker Blake, who's quite affordable in this year's Supercoach. Jed Cartwright could be on your cheapy list as well. Uh, and then and guys like Zach Docker-Clay, Malachi Watini-Zelezniak, of course, younger brother of Dallin Watini-Zelezniak. So maybe there's a few guys there. Sitaliki Akuola um, showed some spark towards the end of last year. Uh, Pete, oh, I mean, it's hard to know how to take Penrith right now because they have been so vocal against the Knights. It will, um, but you know, I'm sure that uh, they'll be they'll be competitive. They'll, they're there to have a go. I said they wouldn't have taken um, someone like Nathan Cleary if they if they weren't taking it serious. So I don't think um, James Tarmu was also playing. So his first outing for, for Penrith after uh, coming down from the Cowboys. Oh, the one I'll be really interested to have a look at though is uh, Malachi Watunzelesniak, a younger brother of Dallin. Um, Always have big reps on Dallin. So, yeah, very interested to see how this young man goes. If he's got uh, as, as much talent as his brother, um, it'll be, yeah, um, it's boom times, I think, for the boys at the foot of the mountains. We were talking about Penrith um, after our nines preview. There's a lot to like about the Panthers the, uh, this year. The Rabbitohs, um, Damien Cook uh, named. Interested to see how much game time he gets throughout the year, so maybe you'll get a bit of an idea there. Cody Walker, um, obviously good preseason last year, got him on our radar. Robbie Rocco's over at Souths now. He's been named in that lineup. Um, and then you've got guys like Heimel Hunt, Alex Johnston, Aaron Gray. The guys, you know, that they can get the job done. Um, maybe more daily league players, Ryan, but yeah, it'll be interesting, in, interesting to see how Souths will go there. I guess the big one, um, he's got a bit of I don't want to say he's like Sam Burgess, but he, but there's that little bit about I'm not, you know, Angus Crichton. Well, actually, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I was about to mention that he's the guy that I I think you definitely want to have a look at because um, yeah. he's going to get more game time this year. Um, he looked really good last year. Yeah. Um, in, in a team that admittedly wasn't going well at times. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's probably... Certainly one to put on the watch list. Yeah, and, and obviously he had some decent outings, but still the he's pretty much of the right price. So 203000 a little bit above playing two positions. I just think you know, we'll, we'll know more. We'll know more watching the nines. Um, yep. A team that you know, maybe they're going to struggle this year is the Dragons, but they also have some interesting um, players coming through, and, and the Nines, they've picked a few of them. Luciano Leilua's there, Nene McDonald, who's come down uh, from the Gold Coast. Um, Tarek Sims back, of course, went there late last year. Tane Milne looked good um, towards the end of last year, and then Pete, some young guys, Jai Field, Sean Nona, and maybe the most uh, exciting, the fullback, Matt Dufty. That's right, uh, Dufty. Any um, Dragons fan who's seen any of the lower grade games in the last couple of years, Dufty is a very, very, very exciting uh, fullback prospect. He's not the biggest bloke around, which counts against him in the modern game, I guess. But he's very, very quick and just naturally talented. Good, good footwork as well. So give him some open space um, in in the nines, and I think he'll be suited down to the ground. So someone to watch. Known as the young um, uh, five eighth from the Cutters uh, State Cup winning team last year. 
Um, so he'll be also one to watch. And Jay Field is only a 19-year-old from Wollongong, uh, and they're talking about he's the quickest in the club over about 40 over about 40 metres. Uh, so once again, if hopefully he gets an opportunity over there, and yeah, he gets to see a little bit of ball and some space. So that's what the nines are all about, and it'd be good to see these young guys True. get a go there. And, it might be in round one. Who knows? Yeah, because Drew Hutchinson, I, I just I'm not convinced. He doesn't really have the the build of a of a half. I think they're going to look for someone to partner Gareth Widdop. I think Sean known as a big chance of getting that role. He's a bargain basement player. You could find on your bench. And then there's Jai Field. Not even not even in Supercoach at this point, but a good nines tournament, and that could change. So we'll be talking more about those guys, I'm sure, when we get to the Dragons preview in a week or two. The Roosters, uh, Connor Watson, outstanding the back of last year. I think he's going to be another one to watch. Um, the Roosters themselves, as a team, should bounce back. Um, Johnny Tuavasa-Shek, there's a name for you that we've got to watch purely on pedigree. Um, you know, Paul Carter moving over there as well. Joseph Manu had some good flashes um, last year. Um, obviously, the troll Mitchell, he should have a good nines um, tournament. And um, Ryan Madison as well. Um, Ryan, a lot of names for the Roosters, a team that really could um, have a have a big bounce back year. Yeah, absolutely. Look, they've been um, conspicuously quiet in the off-season, which I think is probably uh, more by design than accident, um, given last season. So they've, um, yeah, they've named a pretty good team for the Nines. And look, with with the teams, with the uh, guys that are named, you have to think of the, about the guys that aren't named uh, as well if you're thinking towards the season. And there's a mm. lot of talent that they've left out of that uh, out of that squad. So Yeah, Blake Ferguson, like sitting, will he play fullback? You know, that's a big deal. Absolutely. It looks like they're sitting, sitting pretty. Um, they do have... Um, they did buy Michael Gordon... Um, and he's not named in this team, but he's apparently um, going to play fullback and kick goals. So that leaves Latrell Mitchell to okay. uh, go to the so, centres. So Mitchell and or, Ferguson. You know, exactly right. Getting that so, plum position. Exactly right. So you, they've got a lot of talent out there. So um, I think they're probably, a, a, overall as a team, uh, probably a, team, a good team to look at um, in terms of filling your roster uh, because they have a few decent players that aren't too expensive. The Warriors do go into the nines, um, you know, pretty much loading up as it is their home tournament. Sean Johnson will be playing. Solomon Akata had a good year last year. Interesting to watch how Matt Allwood goes. Tumalala Lolahia, Bunty Afoa. There's a few interesting names there, Pete. I mean, they've, you know, they're still looking to, to turn things around. They are, aren't they? They were favourites to win the competition last year, and uh, um, uh, was a, uh, Parramatta ended up winning it last year. But uh, but uh, yeah, the, now the Warriors are usually there or thereabouts in the nines. Uh, good to see our Ruben Wiki have, have a comeback game. It's it's a great concept for that. But yeah, I I really want to see how Sean Johnson he starts off the season. He was a bit up and down last year. Scored some good Super Coach points, but went missing at different times. So I really want to keep an eye on him. And Solomon Catter has said they've got a, a new coach in Stephen Kearney. So to see whether there's been any influence in discipline or how they how they, they play, see if we can get some idea from the uh, from the uh, from the nines for that. 
Tigers, not a lot of sort of exciting names there. Kevin Naguama apparently bulked up in the off-season. He's been named. Bailey Sirinan, younger brother of Curtis. be interesting, interesting to see how he goes. Luke Brooks being named, but uh, probably super coach-wise, you're moving on from them. And we will move on from the Nines as well, but we will, of course, be talking about it over the next few weeks once it is run and done. And uh, this is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast, of course, back for 2017. Um, you can find us on iTunes or at the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Make sure you subscribe, you know, because potentially iTunes has decided, oh, you don't want to do this podcast anymore because of the off-season, so you might need to re-click there, but we're going to be doing it weekly from now on all the way through to the end of the season. Exciting stuff that uh, we're here already, even though it's so hot, we're still thinking rugby league. (laughs) Um, Let's get straight into the tweets. We've got a lot to talk about. We want to talk about the Panthers. We want to talk about um, the Roosters, a few other teams, and, and, and some good buys and stuff like that. But I think a lot of our Twitter questions are kind of... We'll cover some of that, so we may as well get straight in into it and go around the round table, so to speak. Uh, at Dale the Ninja, one of our loyal listeners, back with us again this year. He really has been keen for the pods and basically asking broad questions. Must-haves, rookies, best buys, easiest start. Even wants to know about a potential cash league, something I'm still working on behind the scenes, frantically trying to see if we can get something set up. For for your Dale and for all of us, it would be awesome to have a little comp there. I mean, the Supercoach side itself has a prize for the best first round, so it probably is a good idea that the that you know we get together with with you guys, the listeners, and get a team made up uh, or a league made up. We can try to have a crack at that one, um, but the cash league still still working on the logistics of it there. Um, I might throw it over to you first, Ryan, with must-haves. Um, I mean, you, you look at the big the big names. I may as well start with you know Cameron Smith. He's the most expensive. Is, is he just too cost prohibitive? I mean, last year it was you know for hooking it was Smith first, daylight second. This this is a tough call really to kick off your yeah, your, your team selection. Yeah, um, I just have to say yeah, thanks for this one. Um, <laughs> it's it's really difficult. But look, I th- Cam Smith dominates almost every season or he's in the top three every season. Um, you know, I know that's a, it's a broad statement and I, I honestly haven't checked stats, but I'm, I'm pretty confident he's up there most of the time. Um, look, I would say he's a yes if you've, if you've figured out that, you know, there's a good, You've got a good cheapie um, for you to sit on the bench um, because obviously he does miss time during Origin, um, and that's going to be a given unless he's injured, obviously. Um, so I think he's a yes with a but. Um, however, you can go the other way and pick two guys who are not quite expensive. Um, you know, it, it's it's that it's that um, balancing act, that payoff thing. But but I think. Um, if, you, if it's a yes or no question, then I, then I would say yes. There's a general super coach rule, so you don't really want to lose money. You know, you're trying to no. build your salary cap, not lose it. And 500,000 is usually the, the cap. You know, and when a guy hits 500, you're thinking, well, maybe I'm going to sell him. Unless unless you're playing the longer term game, you've got a couple of keepers in there that you're not worried about. 
but definitely if you're trying to make money, if you're trying to really do well um, in the overall, then you're trying to move on from those guys. Cameron Smith is the exception to the rule. He had a high of 596800 last year. So even at 523 he could end up making you money. Yeah, so that's what you've got to consider. Um, their, their draw, the Bulldogs, Warriors, Broncos, Tigers, Panthers, first five rounds, not ridiculous, not impossible. So I don't think you cross him out just because of his price. There are other options out there, guys like Josh Hodgson, Jake Granville. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens if James Seguero does come to Cronulla, what his price is set at. Um, there's some very cheap options. A guy like Elijah Taylor, um, who doesn't really play hooker, but had enough time in dummy half to get moved to a dual position player. He's very cheap. Um, he's not the only one, you know, that's going to get some decent game time. Should increase in price. Um, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard um, in regards to to. Um, keeping Cameron Smith out of your lineup, even at that price. Pete, um, a guy not as high, but still the highest halfback, is Jonathan Thurston at 467000 Is he a, a must-have for you, or are you trying to look somewhere else? Well, he's another year older, but, you know, in past seasons he's been criticised like a uh, we thought, you know, he's off to a... When the year the Cowboys won the Premiership, we thought, oh, he's off to a slow start this year and what's happening. But then, yeah, the cream just rises to the top. He's also extremely... A bit like Smith, actually. He's extremely robust. Doesn't miss many games at all. Um, he's involved in everything. He's a standout player. Um, it all it could depend a little on how the Cowboys themselves go as a unit uh, with without James Tamu, and there's rumours of other players being offered massive money to leave the club. If there's any sort of problems there, then maybe his game could be affected, but I, at this stage, you can't... It's very, very hard to ignore him. He's a champion player and and really ageless. And I, you know, he's, he's just rock solid. You, you can't ignore him um, at whatever price. I think he's going to be pretty much a must-have. Forwards is a different beast altogether. You've got guys like Paul Gallen, Sam Burgess, Trent Merrin, Ryan James, all very high, Andrew Fafita. You're, probably, you're not going to fit them all under your cap, but you're looking for a couple of those, trying to build your roster. You need to get off to that fast start, especially in overall. Um, you want to get those early big scores. You're going to need some of those players. And, you know, whether you think the Sharks would have a letdown because they've got Gallen out, who's not playing Origin this year, and Fafita there, you could have them both could go the other way and say Sam Burgess is going to have a comeback year. Um, I think James um, is a tougher call. We'll get into more detail on him in a moment. But the big thing for me, Ryan, are those Panthers players, Cartwright, Merrin. I'm thinking Merrin's going to have another big year. Penrith have a great start to their um, to the year. They play the Dragons, Tigers, Roosters, Knights, and then the Storm which won't be so easy, but those first four rounds, that's looking pretty exciting. And, and you could do worse than to go, you know, Cleary, Cartwright, Merrin. And, and a guy I also like um, a little bit cheaper is, is Matt Moylan. And, 
you know, and just go heavy on those Panthers. Yeah, well, that's an option. And, and Moylan being a um, dual position player as well, um, he's 5'8", fullback, so that gives you some um, some options there as well in terms of what you're picking. But, yeah, look, <laughs> Penrith are they're an exciting proposition, but they're also a little bit worrying for me um, in terms of they've got a little bit about the little bit of the Warriors about them. It's like they can play like the best team in the world or the worst. Um, I don't think... um, I think they got beat by the Tigers um, before they started their run last season. Um, I think it was around around 18 or 17. Yeah. Something like that. And and they got done. Strange old game. Like they should have beat them, but they just ended up Mm. being... That was at Leichhardt. Then after that... No, that was at ANZ. It was the ANZ, yeah. After that, um, they sort of like kind of woke up and then um, we were just playing some ridiculous football. Um, so if we see those Panthers, then, man, if you... If, yeah, if, I guess you're going to see a little bit of that attitude in the nines, but if you see that attitude come out um, round one, then you know that you're just going to have to just load up on them because, you know, they're, they're gunning for a pretty good season and they're at least a... They should at least be a top four side. If you have a friend or family member who's new to Supercoach and you want to help them and have a team, enter a team, help them enter a team, you may want that or one of those teams to have those Panthers players at least. <laughs> to put it that way. It could be make or it could be that simple. Like you say, round one, bang, oh, here we go. If you had them, you're in the hunt. If you didn't have them, goodbye. Uh, let's look at some of the other tweets now. Cabe Nevy had a couple of questions. He's looking at advice on best way to structure your initial team selection around the buy period and also wanted to know uh, a price limit for a second rower who's available at centre winger to score a solid 50 minimum each week. There are a few of those out there. Um, I guess we can get in the, the planning at, at the in a, in a moment, but the second row, I mean, Tohu Harris is the obvious one, Pete, um, very good last year, um, but he's not the only one. Mitch Orbison's there. There's, you know, there's a couple of others that, that stand out that do play those two positions. Certainly are. Uh, if you have a look at uh, Parramatta, for example, a lot of people expecting him to do well this year, and this guy had a really good season last year, was Manu Ma'u. Um, he's a, a, a very yeah. good uh, dual, uh, usually yeah. starts... Uh, in the second row, he's a dual position player, um, as is uh, Isaiah Yo from the Panthers. We've already uh, wrapped the Panthers uh, on this show uh, tonight, and yeah, once again, Yo had a good year last year, and I would expect him to be getting plenty of game time this year for, for Penrith, and it would be a very, very good option in there. 386000 for Mau, you're getting him quite a bit cheaper, Ryan, than Harris. Is that you know, he's asking, is that the limit or is it just doesn't really matter the price? I mean, you want to get these guys that are going to get the ball game time up. The other guy, like Alex Glenn from the Broncos, he's 266000 Yeah, well, look, I, I think if he's looking for um, looking for a solid 50 minimum, um, guys like Glenn, I, he's going to get close to that um, and he is good value for money if that's, you know, they're your, um, I guess your not not your limitations, but your you know your wish list. You know, a good price, 
dual position who's going to score a solid 50 minimum, then then I think that's that's probably a good a good pick. If you wanted to go a little bit more expensive, um, Corey Oates is there. I know he had a booming start to the season, um, and the, he kind of tapered but off. But he's going to play wing. He's going to play wing, right? But, I think yeah, what he, he's asking for he, is his actual second rower. Because he wants, he wants available, the, so we can chuck exactly. Mitch Orbison is a guy yeah. I'm wondering about as well. Look, I, I think all the guys that you mentioned before, I think they're probably the better picks out of that. But there's, as always in the Supercoach season, there's always a guy that rises up, and it generally is the second row uh, where he does. And you know who know who knows who's that who that's going to be. Could uh, be that Cohen Hess we talked about earlier. Absolutely. It's going to be one of those things where you just go, well, yeah, I'm going to get him in early. But we're going to obviously cover that off um, as the season uh, and he gets closer and then he starts. Angus Crichton, you mentioned him before, and he's a dual position as well. Amazingly enough, that could be a great option on your centre and wing. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going on going on last year's form and stuff like that, I, I think that he, he's a pretty good effort too. All right, and let's have a look. We, I know we talked about it in an off-season podcast, best way to structure your initial team selection around the buy period. I think, you know, obviously you've got to be very aware of the buys and you're looking at the teams that, that are, are going to play in round 12. You're kind of maybe leaning a little bit biased towards keeping those guys in. The Eels should have a good year this year and they play all the origin rounds, so that's a good starting point for you again Pete mentioning Manu Ma'u, another reason to have him in. The Rabbitohs as well will play all those three, and they should have a bounce back year this year, so they're fairly safe. While the Roosters um, only have around 15 by because their other by is, is a non-origin game, and I think the Roosters are going to have a bounce back year this year. So, so you can balance it a little bit that way, and also um, if teams that do have, you know, still still have two buys. Maybe at least they don't have the round 12 buy, so you've got a bit more time to restructure for rounds 15 and 18. But more importantly than the buy, if you're playing in, in overall, if you're playing head-to-head, you want to, you know, you do want to look at all three buys pretty closely. If you're playing for overall, you want a fast start. So you're looking at teams like the Panthers that have a soft start to the season, and you're looking against teams like Brisbane who have a tough start to the season. The Sharks, the Cowboys, Storm, Raiders and Bulldogs, they're their first five. Um, the Cowboys are a bit difficult as well. Raiders, Broncos before they get a bit easier with Seagulls, Titans. You know, we talked about Thurston before, but that may weigh up against you. And um, the Storm, I'm not convinced on Cameron Smith. They've got Bulldogs, Warriors, Broncos first three. But then you could bring him in if he did drop under 500 after those three games for Tigers, followed by Panthers, who usually give up a lot of points. Then it gets a bit harder again with the Sharks, but you're away now. So that, that that's another way of looking at it. Um, we always know a team like the Warriors, yeah, they don't start that great, then they get hot around origin time, so you're keeping an eye on that. But sometimes we've seen them do well in Supercoach even from the beginning and then sort of fall away after origin. So you might be looking at a few Warriors players yet again. And we mentioned Jared Hayne earlier as, as, as a guy we might be looking at because he's at cheap price. Well, they've got the Roosters, uh, the Knights, the Eels, the Cowboys, the Warriors. So some good, some interesting um, matchups there for, 
for Jared Hayne and the Gold Coast Titans as well. So we'll get into it each week as we do those um, pre-season previews of each of the teams that might help you a little bit more in your structure. But definitely, overall, you're looking for that fast start. Um, otherwise, if you're playing head-to-head, probably you're more trying to get that balance over over the buys and you can just manipulate it a bit later. But I think overall, you, can, you, you have to take a few more chances and you want to get that fast start and then hope that you can kind of manage your lineup as you go along and still get some decent points in origin time. It is a little bit easier in overall in origin time because some um, players, some coaches are prepared to take that hit and, and you won't have to score as high. Uh, next tweet now comes from Jono. Um, some good questions here. Did you go on any nice holidays? What sport do you watch in the off-season? Where were your overall finish in Supercoach? Um, and then we've also got some questions with a forecast lack of cheapies, some solid mid-prices, and potential money makers. Are there any undervalued guns? And, uh, John, I guess I'll start. Um, I was away up, up the coast, uh, an enjoyable time. I think I can speak for the three of us to say cricket is kind of our main sport, although you would have to really hate sport to not have watched and enjoyed the Roger Federer Rafael Nadal final the other night uh, that was that was a great uh, match um, overall finish in Supercoach I think we were all between the 10 and 20% last year from memory um, I didn't write down my actual finish I had planned on doing that this year of course for years gone by yeah, we've done, done I, the week I changed, um, <laughs> I changed logins so um, we did. my finish has gone for the Gone to the ether of the internet. The head, the head to heads were our our main goal uh, until we had a lot of questions from from you guys last year. We had Bill come in, um, who you know finished fourth one year early on and had a couple of other top one hundred finishes to sort of give us some great overall advice that you know worked out really well last year. And we might I might find that podcast I think and, and replay it for you before the season starts because he had some fantastic advice there about overall, but, um, you know, a lot of the stuff with the buys and all that, very important in, in the head-to-head in your leagues and uh, now incorporating some of that overall stuff as well. Um, Pete, any nice holidays for you? Yeah, I've died. not a huge amount, but, yeah, I just went down to, to Melbourne and um, went to the test match down there, which was great. I, you know, enjoyed my live test cricket. Test cricket's um, close second, probably behind rugby league. And I've watched a bit of the Big Bash on TV and went to, to one uh, Big Bash game up here with you. And uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good, nice, relaxing time. And Ryan, um, what about yourself? Um, yeah, just made my way to Newcastle, which is the birth city. So I hadn't been there in a while. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Good bars. When your second question, Jono, we have been going through um, the list. Um, we'll be putting some Twitter questions out there over the last couple of years. We've done the pre-season player pages, whether that's something you want us to continue this year. Um, there's a lot of effort on our behalf to get those up um, for you. Um, so maybe we can work on a way of just having those top players rather than every all oh, 500 or so. 
uh, up up there might make our life a bit easier and get out a few more pods instead, you know, and that's something we'll have to put some Twitter polls out to say what sort of stuff do you prefer because uh, that can take a couple of weeks of work to do. Um, but what we're noticing with this um, going through, you know, those the, the player profiles for this year is there are quite a few mid-price players and uh, I like Daniel Alvaro this year because I think the Eels are going to have a good year. I like John Asiata because of the Cowboys um, having a few players um, moving clubs. I think he might get an extra opportunity. Uh, Will Chambers is going to be an interesting option. He's always do, always does well at centre and winger, but he's a little bit cheaper than some of you know his usual rivals like your Jared Crocus and the like. Um, and then you've got even someone like Gavin Cooper. Um, James Fisher-Harris, we're going to be watching closely um, and just trying to forecast some of these guys that are going to play above their their price because, as you say, there might be a, a real argument with the minimum price going up almost 10000 this year. There might be an argument to look for those players around the 200000 mark that are good value or make you some money um, as opposed to just picking out and out cheapies, but it will make it more discerning. I think it's an interesting move from the Supercoach powers at B again to raise that minimum price. We've seen it go up pretty much year on year, and um, yeah, I, I think I think the goal from the the makers are to sort of really create a bit of diversity into lineups. They don't want to just see everyone pick guns and cheapies. They want some people to go for those value value players. So that's another one that we'll be looking at over the, the next couple of weeks as we get all the way through A to Z. Uh, finally, Glenn Lovett asks, I currently have Ryan James in the front row. Would you flick or stick with him? Pete, he was outstanding. He really was one of the top players to, of improvement. We, we One of the things that we're looking at um, for our pre-season podcasts are players of, of big improvement from 2015 to 2016. And I can tell you, Ryan James was one of the, the largest. Uh, and again, something we can go into more detail over the next few weeks. Um, it's going to be hard, but to, to stay up at that, that standard, I think. It will, but um, I tell you what, he's outstanding. As you said, he had a great season last year. Uh, there was talk of him in the off-season possibly going to the Broncos. I believe they were chasing him. Uh, thankfully for the Titans, they, they were able to keep hold of him. Um, so I wondered about how whether his star was going to rise up at the Broncos or not and how that was going to impact his super coach points. But with the stability of the Titans and that club is on the way up, I think he's he's pretty much a must-have. He's, he's hard to... He's, I know what you're saying about uh, mediums and, and so on, but he's, you know, it's, once again, he's robust, largely injury-free. Um, he doesn't seem to get selected for origin for some reason. Um, I would be, uh, yeah, I think he's pretty much a must-have. I think he's, he's essential. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on your namesake, Ryan James? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I uh, it's no secret that I um, have rated him in the past and I rate him again. Um, he is expensive. It's 487, 400. But once again, he's also a dual position player. Um, yeah. I know Glenn has, Glenn has said, you know, front row. Um, so perhaps, you know, he's got his back row sorted. But I still think he's a very good option um, and he's going to bring you a lot of points. 
um, and consistent points as he, as he has done um, in previous seasons. Yeah, I'm a bit the other way. I'm thinking with all those big names out there, and the, some of them are quite a high price, and, and I know that you know it's going to be hard to fit them under your cap. I think you are going to have to be more discerning this year, so I think Ryan James just a little bit too high for my liking, but couldn't blame you for putting him in, and you do have to be clever with that because as we as we know um, from last year when Bill was on the the show are talking about trading players out. It's very important that you've got some money up your sleeve to trade players out after the first three rounds and or during those first three rounds. And so if you've got some big-name players that haven't quite uh, done well but they've still done okay for you, so you've kept your points up, then you can get them out for those guys that are really like, really surprised and really taken hold and you've got to get in your lineup before they'll go up in price. So... Not the worst thing in the world to pick a couple of those big-name guys. And, and uh, like I said, fast starts, very important for overall. That about does it for the first podcast back. Uh, hope that it's... Uh, we got through everything for you that with the tweets, etc. Um, make sure you send us again for next week. We're going to start our previews and we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about, of course, because we've got actual footy. On the, this weekend with the Nines, of course, Pete, thanks very much uh, for, for tonight. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Good to be back. Ryan, thank you very much as well. Yeah, no worries. Just just don't forget that um, everyone's rusty in the preseason. Players are rusty and the podcasters oh, are looking, rusty. I was actually, yeah, more talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're going to... Build up, like I said, we could end up having a couple of a uh, couple of goes at it uh, one of these weeks here, just to make sure we get through all sixteen teams for you before round one or, or the previews to round one. Because I think there's only a month to go after this weekend before round one kicks off. And that about does it for the show. I am Paulie G, Paul Grzadka, and uh, of course Andrew Moldock, Mullen Rolly will be back with us next week. For another podcast, for the Roundtable Podcast, Supercoach Professionals. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. Like us on Facebook. Bye for now. <laughs>